In his testimony before the Senate Intelligence Committee on June 8th, former FBI Director James Comey said that Donald Trump had asked him to remove the cloud over his head by announcing publicly that Trump was not the subject of investigation. But after Comey's blistering testimony, in which he called Trump a liar and all but accused him of obstructing justice, the clouds over the White House are only getting darker. I'm Sean Zeller, and this is CQ Roll Call's Week Ahead podcast. I'm in our Washington studio right by the White House, and pleased to be joined today by three of my colleagues, our White House reporter John Bennett, our intelligence reporter Ryan Lucas, and Todd Ruger, who covers the Justice Department for us. Welcome to all of you. Thanks. Thank you. So, Todd, what did you think was the big question that came out of this hearing? Well, one of the things that I think this crystallized was what special counsel Robert Mueller might be looking at in his investigation, and that question is obstruction of justice by President Donald Trump. Uh, Anybody who was looking at that question came away disappointed because Comey, James Comey, the former FBI director, uh, did not say what he, he would make a conclusion about that. But he did give a lot of hints about it. He said he was sure that the special counsel will be looking at possibility of Donald Trump uh, interfering in this investigation. And he pointed out some significant facts, uh, one of them being that Donald Trump kicked everybody out of the room, uh, out of the Oval Office, before making a request for him to lay off Michael Flynn's invest- the investigation into his former national security advisor, Michael Flynn. Um, and some Democrats seized on that and said he had basically laid out the case for obstruction of justice, and uh, Republicans were a little less uh, ready to make that conclusion. So, Todd, you were on this show last week, and I asked you about how legal experts saw the issue. And as I recall, you said obstruction is a tough case to make. Uh, it, it definitely is. And what it comes down to is is intent. Uh, what did Donald Trump uh, intend to do when he said, please lay off the investigation into Michael Flynn? And um, what we saw there was was James Comey pointing out this is what he might have intended to do. He, he knew something was wrong. That's why he kicked everybody else out of the room. And he also described in there how other people who were being, the advisors who were being kicked out of the room, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, uh, one of them, hesitated before they left as if they knew something might be going wrong as well. Okay, so Todd, you said last week that obstruction is a tough case to make in court, but this could become part of a political process in, in impeachment if it were to go that far. And so I'm going to turn to Ryan, because he follows the senators on this committee very closely, and see what you thought, Ryan, about how they performed on this issue, how they see this issue of obstruction. I think that Democrats, as Todd mentioned, are, are very eager to seize on, on the potential uh, that Trump uh, attempted to obstruct justice. Uh, and it's something that a number of them on the committee, including um, Senator Mark Warner and Senator Ron Wyden were were eager to to kind of dig in on that question in their uh, their questioning of of Comey. The more interesting reactions I think we saw and and uh, kind of calibration of of how they wanted to deal with this question came from the Republicans, who obviously are in a more difficult position politically uh, because Trump is a Republican president. So I think what we saw afterwards was Republicans trying to seize on this this question of, is Trump a normal politician or is Trump kind of a different creature entirely? And if so, maybe the question that he was asking Comey wasn't, shouldn't be approached the way that we would had a normal politician asked it. They're that, saying he's a neophyte to politics. He's a neophyte to politics and this shouldn't be viewed through the prism of 
attempting to obstruct justice, but perhaps just he didn't realize that this was inappropriate. So, Ryan, Susan Collins, the moderate Republican senator from Maine, she has a seat on the Senate Intelligence Committee, and her opinion is going to be big here. Here's what she had to say on MSNBC. I found him to be credible, candid, and thorough. Doesn't mean that every memory he has is exactly right or that there aren't different interpretations, but he testified under oath. Well, I put more credence in testimony that is given under oath. And that's what we got yesterday from Mr. Comey. Now, I think Mr. Comey's made some mistakes. And Ryan, what did you make of her questioning during the hearing? Uh, she was definitely unhappy with the fact that uh, that Trump was was making these requests to, to Comey. She thought that it was fairly outrageous. And there were a lot of actual, there were a lot of other Republicans on the committee who had problems with it. But... They weren't willing to go to the to the to the links of saying this was indeed obstruction of justice, and Democrats as well weren't willing to go there. A lot of them demurred and said, "Well, that's really a question for uh, Special Counsel Mueller." All right, John, our White House reporter. I'm going to turn to you. What was Donald Trump's reaction? We heard he gave a speech yesterday. He uh, his uh, press spokesman made a statement. His son was on Twitter tweeting about the hearing. What do we know about his reaction? Uh, well, the next morning, uh, Trump broke his relative silence on this, certainly his Twitter silence, and tweeted that he feels complete vindication from Comey's testimony. Uh, the Trump camp feels that uh, Comey corroborated Trump's side of this, that he never asked him to drop the Rus inve Russia investigation. He was merely sticking up for Michael Flynn, who it almost seems like became a friend during the campaign and, and transition and the brief time he was in the White House. And that he, it wasn't an ask. It was just, hey, this is a good guy. He doesn't deserve a federal investigation or whatever may come after it. Uh, the White House denied uh, Sarah Sanders, the, the deputy, principal deputy uh, press secretary, stood by the boss yesterday and said, you know, she would definitively say he's not a liar, said she was insulted that reporters even asked uh, even though Comey made the claim in the hearing, the reporters even asked about it. So they, at least outwardly, uh, feel that the president was vindicated. And uh, Trump, you, you referenced the speech he gave yesterday at a, a faith conference to a faith group in Washington. He made vague references to being under siege and vowed to fight. And everything that we know about Donald Trump and from the folks that, that I'm trying to talk to kind of in his circle or know people that are in his circle, they say he's going to fight this. So, Ryan, some of the Republicans on the Senate Intelligence Committee picked up this line of attack. You had Jim Risch, the Idaho Republican senator, saying that Trump had made no directive to James Comey to stop the Michael Flynn investigation. He simply said he hoped he would. So Trump clearly has some allies up on the Hill. Oh, he most definitely does. There's, there's no doubt that on the committee, Risch is someone who is more than happy to defend him. Um, Senator Cotton uh, of Arkansas has also been a, a firm defender. And then John Cornyn of, of Texas. Let's just say Cornyn has, has taken the Republican leadership's line um, and tried to bat back any sort of uh, attacks on, on, on Trump. Remember, impeachment would start in the House. So let's, let's not focus too much on, on one committee in the Senate. Again, it's got to start in the House and all the way at the top of the caucus, Paul Ryan, down to freshman House members, Republican House members who are defending Trump. 
Like we said earlier, um, Paul Ryan basically on Thursday, while Comey was testifying, said, give the president a break. He's new to all this. He just doesn't know the protocols between a president and an FBI director. And until that changes, impeachment, to me, one takeaway I had yesterday, until the Republicans, in the, especially in the House, change their tune, in, this talk of impeachment is a locomotive without a track. So, John, Trump is also on the attack. His personal attorney said that he was planning to sue, right, because James Comey had released government information to a friend in order to get it to the New York Times and in print. That's right. Trump is no uh, is is not a neophyte when it comes to litigation. Um, he's from the business world. Uh, this is this is kind of how business is done. Sometimes you you turn to the to the legal uh, aspects of things as as a tool as a tactic. I do expect the president to to fight this, and I, I don't think that's going to change. That is his personality. I will I will add some of the the legal analysis that I've seen of that. And the way that Comey defended himself in hearing was by saying that, well, this was not a classified document. There was no classified information here that was being released to the public. Uh, and so one can call it a leak, but it was not information that technically should not be in the public domain. Right. And a lawsuit would be a way to further try to ding Comey's credibility and Comey's character. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's look at what's happening next on this. And I'll go to you, Todd, because you cover the Justice Department. We have Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, is heading up to the Hill to testify before a budget committee. It's on a separate issue of Justice Department funding. But could this hearing come up? He, uh, Sessions came off a little bit badly at the Comey hearing because Comey, it turned out, had asked Sessions to protect him from Trump, said, I can't have any more personal one-on-one -on -one meetings with Trump. And Sessions, it seemed, had just shrugged it off. Uh, Sessions was on the uh, list of people who had the worst day uh, yesterday during Comey's testimony. Uh, I think the the bigger issue not not only did did uh, Comey testify that he had really no reaction or just kind of shrugged when uh, Comey implored him to keep the one on one keep him from having a one on one conversation with uh, the president again, but part of that was he didn't at that time he didn't tell Jeff Sessions what. President Trump had said to to lay off the the Flynn investigation, and one of the things he said is why we didn't do that is because we already knew that he was probably going to be recused from the Russia investigation. And the, and the important part of that is it was weeks before uh, Jeff Sessions did recuse from it, and uh, he, and Jeff Sessions recused from it because he had not disclosed some contacts with Russian ambassador when he was testifying before the uh, Judiciary Committee. And when Comey mentioned it at the hearing yesterday, he said, well, there was other reasons that are basically that he couldn't talk about, meaning they were classified, meaning they were likely part of the investigation, uh, that why he, he, they knew that, that uh, Jeff Sessions would have to recuse. And so um, whether that's just another meeting with the Russian ambassador or if it's something else is something that didn't come out yesterday because it, it was classified. And there's almost no doubt that when Jeff Sessions comes up here to talk about the budget, he's going to have to answer questions about, well, what else was going on with you? Why else would uh, the FBI director have known that you were going to recuse before the public, you know, weeks before the public knew you were going to recuse? And Sessions, of course, he's a former Alabama senator. He was, I think, the first senator to endorse 
President Trump during the campaign. They have a shared interest in restricting immigration. They're uh, therefore natural political allies. And we haven't heard from him, right, yet? I mean, Sessions has been quiet. No, he, he, he put out a very detailed response last night to Comey's testimony. He said that, uh, among other things, that he, that he did respond when, uh, when Comey told him to keep that away from the one-on-one presidential reactions. He said, I said to Comey uh, that we should respect all of the usual barriers between the White House and the Justice Department. So he's he came out with, and his press shop came out with something last night, but he hasn't personally said anything. So overshadowed by the Comey testimony, up on the Hill this week were the Director of National Intelligence and the NSA Director, and they were criticized for not saying much when they came before the committee in open session. But we're going to have, I guess this week, Ryan, the DNI back up on the Hill. What the Senate Intelligence Committee is trying to work out is... A, a time for the Director of National Intelligence, Dan Coats, and the National Security Agency uh, Director, Admiral Mike Rogers, to come in next week. It's not set. They're still working out the scheduling. But to get them in so that they can speak in closed session about conversations that they had or alleged conversations that they had with President Trump, uh, in which, according to media r- reports, uh, the president asked them to try to downplay reports about the uh, the Russian investigation. Do we have any sense of the broader agenda of what that testimony might be? What Democrats are are anxious to hear uh, is kind of what they were getting at in the in the Comey testimony, which is is the president meddling in this probe or is he interfering in a way that is inappropriate for the White House to be doing? Um, and I think as was the case with Comey, uh, with the Comey testimony for Republicans as well, there is an interest in ensuring that the barrier between uh, the White House and the investigation is is kept firm. One of the big revelations of the Comey testimony was that he turned over his notes about his meetings with President Trump and his conversations on the phone to Bob Mueller, the special counsel who's now investigating the Russia issue. And does that indicate then, Todd, that Mueller is looking at this obstruction issue. Uh, So you can assume that anything that uh, Comey has, Mueller already has. So Mueller has not only these notes and uh, already knew pretty much what Comey was going to say before he testified, but he's got a constellation of other facts that he's looking at. And the legal experts I talked to said that there's pretty much no way you could make some sort of obstruction of justice charge just out of what Comey's done that you would have to have some other some other facts and that Mueller has them. So what Comey said at the hearing was that he was sure that Mueller was looking at the obstruction of justice, uh, whether that was like a huge you know neon sign he was pointing at for uh, f- for these lawmakers or the public or what. But but yeah, I think I think there's pretty much no doubt that that'll be in the circle that Mueller's looking at. All right, John, back to Michael Flynn, the former national security advisor who Trump fired earlier this year. He's still the center of this. This is the person that Trump was defending. We now know that Flynn was under criminal investigation by the FBI even before Trump was inaugurated. Why is Trump? Why was he so loyal to this man? You just said a loyalty. That's that's a big part of who Donald Trump is. He's very loyal to those close to him, and there aren't many close to him. So Michael Flynn... Uh, penetrated Donald Trump's inner circle. They became close. Trump trusted him, liked him, and and 
again, perhaps this political and and government neophyte aspect comes into play here. Or, you know, the Trump folks will argue it wasn't a big deal, but maybe the president just didn't know. And even if he was counseled against it, we, we certainly see that the president keeps his own counsel. Senator Lindsey Graham this week said he doesn't believe that Trump colluded with the Russians because he doesn't appear to collude with his own staff. And that could be true with the decision to hire Michael Flynn. He liked the guy, he trusted the guy, he wanted the guy no matter what. The other point that came up in the hearing was uh, how Trump repeatedly pressed Comey to say publicly that Trump himself was not under FBI uh, investigation. And Comey resisted doing this, even though he was telling Trump privately that, indeed, he was not at that time the subject of FBI investigation. So, Todd, is that an exoneration of the president? Uh, oh, definitely not. I mean, this uh, investigation is ongoing there. I mean, just now we've got Comey and his testimony coming public. Um, the the Comey himself said that he told him that for other reasons. Um, one of them was, uh, you know, just to make sure the president, when he was president-elect at that time, was coming into office, that he knew understood everything that might be coming at him once he took the office. The other thing is Comey has been out now of the FBI for a month, there's brand new special counsel looking into this. And so anything that Comey might know about whether Trump is ensnared in this personally might be a month out of date. And uh, and so, you know, we don't really know exactly where Mueller is going, or, or, but there's really no indication at this point that that he is personally. And Comey yeah. also indicated in his, in his testimony, uh, one of the reasons that he didn't want to state publicly that he, uh, Trump was not under investigation is that if that were to change, there would then be the requirement to correct the record publicly as well. Yeah, and I, I think that that, um, you know, you can read that two ways, but one of the ways you can read that is uh, Comey, as leader of this investigation, thought that might actually be a, a something that could happen, and that's why he didn't want didn't to have to walk it back in public eventually. Or you could just say, well, that's more of a prophylactic measure that as somebody is really careful investigator like Comey is, that's just something he would do. Okay, last, John. The president wanted this cloud removed from his head because he said it was preventing him from pursuing his agenda. Is that going to continue to be the case? Where do things go from here? The cloud remains. The cloud shall remain until Director Mueller is, is finished with his work, and then who knows what happens. But as far as, as the short term, the medium term, with the president's agenda um, and the Republicans' agenda, which aren't always the same thing, you know, I've been talking to some Republican former staffers, some folks on the Hill, uh, Republican operatives, uh, and, and they say this will, this all will turn what has been a plotting pursuit of, of the shared agenda, if you will, into a crawl. The president is losing political capital. Um, White House, not only the president, but White House staffers are now devoting a lot of time and energy to these scandals. Lawmakers are being asked in the hallways about all of this. And so what happens is it just acts as a governor on the entire process. And if and as these folks have been telling me, as all of this just continues to hang over, there are already deep divisions in the Republican caucus um, about policy issues. And it makes it harder for the president to to bring to, to bridge those divides. He's just losing capital. Um, so the agenda wasn't really looking, you know, it wasn't a bright picture for the agenda before. And this only kind of, as you said, the, the dark clouds only make things harder. 
All right. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, John, for coming on the show. I know you'll keep after the story. I'm Sean Zeller, and I thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One.